Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word this morning. Lord, do teach us as we... Lord, open our hearts to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis 49, we're going to start at verse 22 this morning. 22, give a little more background. Genesis 49, 22. Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him, but his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Even by the God of thy Father who shall help thee and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above and blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breasts and blessings of the womb. The blessings of thy Father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is that that this is that their father spake unto them and blessed them. Every one, according to his blessing, he blessed them, and he charged them, and said unto them, I am to be gathered unto my people. Bury me in the with my fathers the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, and the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field of Ephron the, from, of Ephron the Hittite for a possession of a burying place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife. And there I buried Leah. The purchase of the field and of the cave that is therein was from the children of Heth. And when the Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet unto the bed. He yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. Okay, now, and this is the chapter where Jacob has gathered all his sons together and, and so that he can give them their final blessing. He's going to tell them what's going to happen to them in the last days. before. And this is the last thing that Jacob is doing before he leaves the world. So Jacob has gone, he's gone through his sons one by one, had a pretty rocky start. Uh, you know, he started off there with uh, Reuben and Simeon and Levi, and that would, should have been enough to make him quit right away, but he kept on going. It got better. And in the middle of this whole blessing period here, in, in verse 18, he pauses in the middle of his blessing, and he says, he breathes out this sigh to God that I've waited for thy salvation, O Lord. He thought, we thought, he was going to die right then and not be able to finish this job of going through all of his sons. You know, and he thought he was going to make it, but to his surprise, he keeps on going on. And finally, he's come to his last two sons now, from Rachel to Joseph and Benjamin. And then after that, Jacob will have finished, and then Jacob is going to die. 
So we've been studying what Jacob has said to Joseph, and we've seen how Jacob has once again, as he's used for all of this chapter here, relied on symbols, plants and animals and other things to to paint a beautiful picture uh, as he has here with Joseph. And in this case, it's a picture of a very fruitful tree. And, and, And we've seen how Jacob first described the secret of Joseph's Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well. That was a secret right there. That was the secret of Joseph's perseverance. It was a secret of his fruitfulness in the middle of some very great persecutions that we've already studied about because Joseph had intentionally parked his life near to God throughout his life. He parked his life near to God. That's the secret of fruitfulness in the case of Joseph. That's the secret in the case of fruitfulness in our lives as well. It's what the Lord Jesus said in John 15, 5, when he said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abides in me parks his life near me. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So the Lord Jesus, he's our well that was referred to by Joseph, by the well. He's our well in life. And and if we, like Joseph, make this decision to intentionally park ourselves by the Lord Jesus, then we're gonna be abiding in Christ and we're gonna bring forth much fruit and we'll be just like Joseph in verse 22. And then we saw how Joseph's blessings reached far beyond his own family, his own little group there in Canaan. And that picture that Jacob painted was of this fruitful bough that was extending over the wall. That was the theme, was over the wall from his domain. And and just think of the missionaries that that we support. Just think of them and and think about how each one of them is like Joseph, how they're each like, they're, they're like fruitful boughs that have run over the wall. They run over the wall of their home, over the wall of their church, over the wall of their, their country to foreign fields like Jim and Joy Elliott who ran over the wall to go into the jungles of Indonesia to reach the Marup tribe. Think about Dina and Randy, wild men who, who, who have been fruitful boughs that have run over the wall into Kano, Nigeria there to bring the gospel. And, and, and think of the summer blitzers. So you got their report, you get their report this morning who are now fruitful boughs and they've run over the wall. And, and to bring the gospel to the Jewish people all throughout the U.S. and Canada and Argentina and Israel, and fruitful boughs that have run over the walls, and that's what God wants us to be. He doesn't want us to be isolated. He doesn't want us to be insulated from the world around us in our comfortable Christian homes, in our comfortable church, in our comfortable circles. But God wants us all to be fruitful boughs that run over the wall and bring the gospel to the lost on the other side of the wall. And that's the purpose of the, the, the Israel Alive program is, is, is to enable believers to go over the wall into Israel as fruitful boughs and, 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 and be just like Joseph. And then we saw how Joseph, as a fruitful bough, was running over the wall, and, and he didn't have it easy. It wasn't like, you know, uh, every step with Joseph was like, oh, Joseph, you're fruitful. We're so happy to see you. Not at all. Joseph had a lot of enemies, and not just one enemy, because these enemies were called archer, but not just archer. They were archers, and the archers were shooting at Joseph all along the way, and they weren't just shooting you know, these arrows that were missing, they were shooting arrows that really were hitting and they were hurting him. 
And it says that in, 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 in verse, 23, verse 23, the archers have sorely grieved him. That hurt. And they shot at him and they hated him. So Joseph had many enemies that actually hated him. I don't know why they hated him, though he, he was so, so harmless and non-threatening, but they did. And we saw that Joseph prevailed and he was not overcome by the enemies because they were shooting him at him, and Joseph also had a bow as well. And his bow was strong, as it says in verse 24, his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. And now the secret for Joseph to not have been overcome by his enemies were because his arms were made strong by the mighty hand of God of Jacob. And it's interesting in verse 24 that it doesn't say that God made Joseph's hands strong, but that he made his arms of his hands strong. So God left Joseph's hands alone and, and let Joseph do work with his own hands, and that's so much a picture of God's help, what God does. does. He, God does not take over every part of our lives. He didn't take over every part with Joseph's eyes because God has crowned us with this crown of the sovereignty of choice, which means that we choose, and, and the Lord helps us with our choice to, it, it, when we're following God's guidance. So with strengthened arms, Joseph was able to use his hands to hold back that string and to aim and to fire, and the arrow goes off. And so in verse 24, Jacob has brought on this theme, and he keeps mentioning this, of the mighty God of Jacob, of the almightiness of God. And Jacob calls, calls God the mighty God of Jacob. He's the shepherd, he's the stone of Israel. So Jacob is now speaking from his own experience. And when he's doing this, he's, he's blessing Joseph as, as he says that, look, Joseph, in my life, I have found God to be this for me. I found him to be a guide like a shepherd. I found him to be a protector like a shepherd. I found him to be rock solid like a stone. And that's where, where, where Jacob is really going now with his blessings on Joseph. He's now speaking to, to, to his son Joseph about his God. And that makes such a difference for a father to speak to his son about his God. And that's what we saw, and that's what we see, rather, King David doing with Solomon in 1 Chronicles 28.9. 1 Chronicles 28.9, where David is having a real heart-to-heart -heart with his son Solomon, and he says, and thou, Solomon, my son. Right away, you say something like that. It's not just Solomon, you know. No, Solomon, my son. That's the statement of, of love and affection and the arm that brings in close, you know, hugs. Solomon, my son, and now he's gonna give him the most important advice that he can possibly give him in life which is, know thou the God of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart, with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts, understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he'll be found of thee. If thou forsake him, he'll cast thee off forever. That's the best teaching that David could have passed on to his son Solomon when he passed on this firsthand knowledge that, he, that David had in God, and then Solomon could turn around and say, you know what dad did? Dad taught me about his God. Well, when David would tell Solomon about God, David could smile because David understood God, and David knew God, 
And just like it says in Jeremiah 9.24, Jeremiah 9.24 says, but let him that glorieth, glory in this. Do you want to really brag? You want not brag, but you want to just feel really great about something, feel really great about this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, righteousness in the earth. For all these things I delight, saith the Lord. So that was it. That was the most valuable wisdom that David passed on to Solomon. And, and when he did that, David just lit up with joy and excitement and he told him about his God. And this is what Jacob is doing now with Joseph in his blessing of his favorite son. He's lighting up with delight. He's telling Joseph about, as it says in verse 25, the God of thy father. That, that's really something. I mean, you could just see Jacob just saying to his son, you, 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 got, you got a minute? You got an hour? You got a lifetime? I'm going to tell you about the, my God. Well, what Jacob wanted to pass along to Joseph was the instruction that Joseph is in his life is going to need, and of course, the descendants of Joseph, and that is to trust in the help of God. You know, the arms, the trust in the, the mighty hand of, of God making strong the arms. Because Jacob knew that if Joseph knew that God would help him, that Jacob knew that, that Joseph was not going to fear man. That's what it means to trust in the help of God. It means to not fear man. That's why it says in Hebrews 13.6, Hebrews 13.6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So here's Jacob. He's telling Joseph, rely, trust, put your dependence on the help of God. Because if you're gonna do that, then in the face of all these archers who sorely grieve you, who shoot at you, who hate you, you'll be happy. You'll be happy. And this is what Moses passed on to Israel in, in, the, in his last words to them in Deuteronomy 33. Deuteronomy 33.29. Deuteronomy 33.29, Moses says, Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help. Who is the, who, and who is the sword of thy excellency? Thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. So here's this symbol that Moses has used to talk about the help of God, and he calls this the shield of God's help. What a beautiful picture. What a wonderful symbol to visualize God's help. You know, when an arrow or a dart or a sword is coming, the protection is the shield. The shield. When we're under attack, up goes the shield of God's help to protect us. Just like a shield is always kept close by because you don't know when some surprise attack is going to come. And so God's help is always present for those unexpected attacks. As a matter of fact, David used another illustration to show us about this, about God's protection being always there, because David would watch baby birds. And he watched baby birds, and he saw the baby bird being protected by his mother bird, by the mother bird, and he saw the mother bird use her wings to overshadow the baby bird. And when David saw that, David said, that's it, I got it. That's it. I've got my illustration that I've been looking for to show the constant help of God. And then he wrote to us about it in Psalm 63, 7. Psalm 63, 7, where David said, 
Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. See, what an illustration he's saying there. Look, just as the baby bird feels so secure and he feels so protected when he's, when he's got that shadow of the wings of his mother, mother bird there, he, David's saying, that's me. I feel so constantly protected. I feel so see, under the help. And the proof that I really am there is that I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be a happy person. I'm not going to spend my life complaining about this and that and the other. I'm just going to rejoice. And so when it comes to us having this special protection from God, there is a special place where we go to for help. And this special place, David said in Psalm 124.8, Psalm 124.8, where he said, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our special place for the help of God is found in the name of God who made heaven and earth. Now, what's the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth? What is that? That's Jesus, right? Because he, because this is what John 1 introduces him. In the beginning was the Word. He's called the Word, the means of communication from God. And the same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Very simple statement. And you wonder, who is that? And then we go down to John 1, 14, 14, and then it says, the Word was made flesh. That's Jesus. And then we see that in Colossians 1.14, Colossians 1.14, where it says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, he's the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things were created that are, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things and by him all things consist. That's the name of Jesus. That's the name of the Lord Jesus who made heaven and earth. That's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where our help comes from. Our help is not in some general general term like God. You know, everybody says God. Everybody gets, the, they, 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 something goes wrong. They go, oh my God, which God is that? Who is that? Who is that? How many times have you heard somebody say, somebody have, oh my God, you know? How many times has something happened and you heard somebody say, oh my Jesus? I don't hear that very often, <laughs> right? Because, and, and yet our help is in, oh my Jesus. It's, it's a, our help is in the name of the Lord, the Lord Jesus who made the heaven and the earth. Now, I want you to turn to Isaiah 41.10, Isaiah 41.10, very familiar verse. And as you turn to this, Isaiah 41.10, I want you to give me five reasons why we should not be afraid of man. Five reasons from Isaiah 41.10, okay? Isaiah 41.10, Isaiah 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So what's the first reason why we should not be afraid? He's with us, right? I am with thee. The first reason that we should not be afraid is because of Emmanuel. God is with us. Okay, what's the second reason? He's our God. He's our God. He, he is not just God. He's our God by the adoption that took place when we received the Lord Jesus Christ. What's the third reason? He's going to strengthen us. It's just so with God, what Jacob was saying to Joseph. He's going to make us strong. He's going to 
may make our arms strong. It's going to, the next one, what's the next one? He's going to help us. And this is really the theme of where we are now with Joseph is he says, God is going to help us. And the last one is, he's going to hold us up. He's going to hold us up by the right hand of his righteousness. Now, this is something that we have to constantly be reminded of, constantly be challenged to rely and trust in the help of God. And David did this, and he was going, it was like he was going from one group to the other. Now, you and you and you in Psalm 115, verse 9 through 11. Psalm 115, verse 9 through 11. As you can see, David going to the first group, and he says, O Israel, big group, O Israel, trust thou in the Lord, for he is their help and their shield. And then you see him narrowing down. O house of Aaron, O house of Aaron. Trust in the Lord, for he is their help and their shield. And now he widens out to the whole earth, that is, that ye that fear the Lord, ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Continual reminder, he's your help. He's your shield. Now, now again here, Jacob sets the stage for how it's possible for, for, for God to, to be such a helper to Joseph and to bless him when he uses in verse 25, the word, the Almighty. This is the Almighty we're talking about. And, and now Jacob seems to just sort of wave his hands, so to speak, and he's going from the height of heaven to the depths under the earth and then the horizontal. And he starts off in verse 25 where he says, even by the God of thy Father who shall help thee and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above. So this is where he starts. Jacob looks up, and he's, he's praying for, he's starting with blessings from heaven above. What are those that blessings from heaven above? Well, it's the sky, it's the sun, it's the moon, it's the rain. And the blessing that, he, that, 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 that Jacob is giving to Joseph is really one that he received also from his father Isaac. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. Reach Israel. Join Tom Cantor for the second annual Israel Restoration Ministries Jewish Evangelism and Training Conference in San Diego, California, February 22nd and 23rd at the Creation and Earth History Museum. Early bird registration, only $99, includes a two-day conference pass, 
meals, teaching, creation museum, and tabernacle admission, plus over $150 worth of equipping resources. Come hear Tom Cantor, Dr. Michael Brown, Dan Sered, and more on how we can reach the lost in America and Israel on February 22nd and 23rd. Call 619-599-1104, 619-599-1104, or sign up at ReachIsrael.com. That's ReachIsrael.com. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. Grow deeper in God's Word with the Friendship with God King James Version Study Bible prepared by Tom Cantor. This genuine lambskin large print study Bible features the history of Israel, full-color timeline and maps, frequently asked questions about the Jewish Messiah, prophecy and fulfillment study, Hebrew root notations and definitions, the life study of Joseph, and so much more. Order your copy today for only $49.95. That's $49.95. And receive a free personal signed copy by Mr. Tom Cantor, along with your name engraved on the cover. To order your Friendship with God Study Bible, call 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Or visit us at creationbookstore.com. That's creationbookstore.com. 